Welcome to Revival of the Word. I am your host, Taya Carlisle. Before we get started, let's pray. Glory to you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for what you are doing in this season. Thank you for rising up your people today and this hour, Lord God. We receive all that you are doing in our lives, Father God. I pray right now they will um, feel the love and the presence of you, Father God, in this day, in this hour, today, Father God. I pray they will be able to receive a word from you today and that you will be my spirit and, and my mouthpiece as we read today. In Jesus' name we pray amen okay y'all so you already know you have to go back to last wednesday's word um uh the word uh last wednesday we read first samuel i believe 13 14 and 15 i don't know you have to go back whatever we read it was nothing but God in that read, like seriously, all the revelation, all what we can uh, take from the read of that time to today. Listen, you have to just go back. And today we are going to continue our read with Samuel because God wants us to um, talk about David. Listen, this is where we talk about the passing of the baton, the passing, the last shall be first. And the one, the seer who is willing to do the will of the world, the Lord on the land. Um, so Saul, as you know, as you go back and read and listen to the last, um, uh, last Wednesday, Saul was the one who God anointed as king, but Saul disobedience um, allowed God uh, presence of the Lord to leave him because of his disobedience. So God rebuked him like he no longer know him. He no longer, you know, he rebuked him. And now Saul is dealing with all these plagues in his personal life um, because of his sin. Now, David will now be anointed as the king and we're about to get into this because this is some juicy stuff y'all y'all gotta listen to the word of god read the word of god um and how is it relevant to your life today uh what is god saying about that word today god is always speaking he's always talking to his children okay so we about to get started okay family we in first samuel 16 Samuel anoints David as king. That is what we're going to read about. Now the Lord said to Samuel, you have mourned long enough for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel. So fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there. For I have selected one of his sons to be my king. But Samuel asks, how can I do that? If Saul here hears about it, he will kill me. Take a heifer with you. The Lord replied and say that you have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Now, hold up, y'all. Hold up. God told him to take something with him and say that he's making a sacrifice for the Lord. Listen, if you know what I'm about to say, I'm going to let you just figure that out. But yeah, we gonna keep reading. We gonna keep reading because it gets good. It gets even better. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you which of his sons to anoint for me. So Samuel did as the Lord instructed. 
When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town came trembling to meet him. What's wrong? They asked. Do you come with peace and peace? Now, listen, back then, um, this is why they asked Samuel, what's wrong? Do he come with peace? Because normally when God uses a prophet or a seer, well, at that time is considered a seer. Uh, Samuel is a seer of the Lord, a prophet of the Lord. God spoke to him and he spoke as the voice of the Lord on the earth. And most of the times when God was speaking, it wasn't something good. It was a warning or it was a correction. So they're asking like, why are you here? Do you come with peace? So listen up. Yes. Samuel replied, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord, purify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then Samuel performed the purification right for Jesse and he and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice too. When they arrived, Samuel took one of took one look at Elab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Now, why do you think he looked at him and said that? But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. My God, that is what the Lord is doing today. He is not looking at the outward appearance of anyone, no matter how good you look, no matter how much you portray that you love God and all these things. God is looking at the heart. He is doing a heart check in this hour. You must be purified. You must be um, humility. Be humble. God is looking at the pure heart. Then Jesse told his son, Ebenab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel but Samuel said this is not the one the Lord has chosen next Jesse summoned Shemiah but Samuel said neither is this the one the Lord has chosen and the same way all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel but Samuel said to Jesse the Lord has not chosen any of these then Samuel asked are these all the sons you have they're still the youngest, Jesse replied. Now listen up. Let me tell y'all. God will use the la the last shall be first. Come on now. I'm not trying to yell in y'all ear, but this is something to get excited about. All those um all of Jesse um Jesse uh children was presented to be anointed. But God didn't choose them because their heart posture wasn't right. The Lord said it. He chose the last because of the purity of his heart. Even now in this hour, who is the last in this um, time? The children. The children's hearts are so pure. God is about to raise up so many children in this hour. They're still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome, dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one anoint him. Who Jesus, let me tell y'all. This is why God says to not have any images of anything in the Bible or heavens or below, because I'm not even going to get there. 
but he was dark and handsome. We just going to say that. (laughs) So as David, who was dark and handsome, as we don't see in these movies, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that God chose who God would choose who he want to choose. He chose those with a pure heart. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil. He had brought, he had brought and anointed David with the oil. My God, who Jesus. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David with that day. From that day on, then Samuel returned to Ramah. David serves in Saul's court. This is the next half part of chapter 16. It says, now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul. So this is how it goes, y'all. This is how it goes. (laughs) The Lord will, uh, if you don't obey the Lord, the, he would take the, the, uh, light from your lamp, the, the light of the Lord. He would take it away from you and give it to someone else who will use it the properly, properly, the anointing of the Lord. He will take it from you and give it to someone else. So don't abuse the anointing of the Lord that he gives you my God. Now the spirit of the Lord has left Saul and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit, a tormenting that filled him with depression and fear. God did that to, to teach him a lesson. He out of, he was disobedient to the Lord. It's better to be obedient than to sacrifice. That's in the word of God. Samuel said that to Saul. That's why Saul Samuel was mourning for Saul because he knew um, how he knew the righteous anger of the Lord and what he can do. And Samuel reverenced God. Some of Saul's servants said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician to play the harp whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play soothing music and you will soon be well again now let me tell y'all something this is so prophetic because why did God torment Saul he torments Saul just to um just to set him up to set up David to be king because Saul God is not gonna you know listen it's so much to this God will torment God is knocking down the wicked today. The wicked, those who are in high places right now today, he's knocking them down. The wicked shall fall and the righteous shall rise. So Saul, because of his wickedness, God is troubling him and tormenting him. He can't rule a nation like that. And he know he can't. And any type of spirit that will torment you in any way, that's nothing but the pathway to death. So David will now be king because he can't rule the people that way. So they said, all right, Saul said, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented heart player. Not only that he is a brave warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment, he is also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. 
Listen, your gifts will make room for you. Hallelujah, Jesus, my God. Your gifts will make room for you. Did you see how they just pointed out, oh, David, he's an excellent heart prayer player, but nobody else knows him. But just take one person who listens to him knows like, oh, he, he plays well. He can help you. Bringing him to a palace of a house, to a king, not even knowing that he's about to take that position, my God. Saul don't even know that David is about to take his position. And Samuel already anointed uh, David. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, send me your son, David, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread and a wineskin full of wine. Let your wineskin be full of wine. Okay. Listen, he, David didn't go empty. He went full. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much and David became his armor barrier then Saul sent word to Jesse asking please let David remain in my service for I am very pleased with him and whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul David would play the harp then Saul would feel better and the tormenting spirit would go away It's best to be obedient, y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all. Who wants to experience the wrath of the Lord? Mm-mm, not worth it. So we on chapter 17 where Goliath challenges the Israelites. The Philistines now mustered their army for battle and camped between Sukkah and Judah and Ezekah at Ephes Demon. Saul, cont- Saul contoured by gathering his Israelite troops near the Valley of Eli. So the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistines' rank to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. That's a giant. Nine feet tall over nine feet tall that's what it says he wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds he also wore bronze leg armor and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder the shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam tipped with an iron spear spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor barrier walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Now, David was the son of, of a man named Jesse and Ephraimite, 
Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at that time, and he had eight sons. Jesse's thir- three oldest sons, Eliab, Ebedab, and Shemiah, excuse me y'all if I say these names wrong, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army. But David went back and forth so he could help his fathers with the sheep in Bethlehem. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion shrouded in front of the Israelite camp army. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelites army at the valley of Eli fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for battle field for battlefield with shouts and battle cries. They didn't go silent. They went with noise. Soon the Israelite and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Listen, they ran away because I seen that giant. Have you seen that giant? The man asks. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife. And the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan? Listen, listen, pagan Philistine. Who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God. And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. But when David's older brother, Elab, heard David talking to the man, he was angry. Now, why would David's brother be angry at David asking questions about this Goliath, this giant? Listen, you all should defeat the giant in your life. You shouldn't pay attention to the naysayers, those who doubt you, those who talk about you, those who say X, Y, and Z. Oh, you can't do that. You're too small. You're too young. Why are you asking questions and getting angry because of the glory that's on your life? Don't pay attention to those kind of people. If you feeling in your spirit and led to do something that you could defeat something as big as Goliath or bigger than Goliath because the grace and the glory of God that's over your life didn't do it. What are you going, what are you doing around here anyway? He's demanded. This is uh, David's brother talking. What about those few sheep you were supposed to be taken care of? I know you're about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. 
now this is his brother talking to him. David is not prideful. J David just knows the power of God that's with him. So he's confident. Don't confuse someone's confidence with, with pride. What have I done now? David replied. I was only asking a question. Now, those of you who are, um, who have siblings and you like the youngest one, I could raise my hand. Listen, I have, um, I'm like the second oldest, but listen, I have a lot of siblings and I know what it's like to, and I, I'm the one who stands out and who follows the Lord. And so I've always been packed on, picked on and chewed out you, if you want to say, <laughs> so I understand where David coming from. Like, what do you mean? I'm only asking a question. So he walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul and the king sent for him. So they reported that, oh, yeah, David keep asking X, Y, Z. So uh, what you want to do about that? He's asking about this giant and what's the reward about it? David, this is the part where David kills Goliath. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Listen, some of y'all need to be that bold and get up and fight the giants in your life. Come on. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy and he's been he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a cub, club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club, is, and club it to death. I'm on, he talking about throwing that rock. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to the pagan Philistine too, for he has defeat, defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consisted. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. <laughs> Saul didn't after all that Saul like uh-uh nope go ahead may the Lord be with you listen what we what God has us doing a lot of the chosen ones I am chosen a lot of you who are on this podcast is chosen a lot that God has you doing it don't make sense to nobody May the Lord be with you. The Lord is with us for sure. They have no clue. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it and took a step or two to see what it was like. For he had never worn such things before. I can't go on these. He protested to Saul. I'm not used to them, said David, took them off again. Listen, some of y'all don't need to put on what people telling y'all to carry into y'all battle. Be you, be yourself. You don't have to justify or be anything else or to put anything on that's not of you, that's not you and not of God. Da David is going to walk with the armor of God. If you know the, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the sword, the mouth is the, uh, the sword of God's words. Come on. 
David didn't need all that extra stuff. Faith. How faithful are you? He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his, his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. He was across the valley, not even in front of him at that point. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield barrier ahead of him, sneering in contempt at his ruddy faced boy. He liked this a little boy. What? So he said, am I a dog? He roared at David. That you come at me with a stick. And he cursed David by the names of his gods. See, even the enemy will word curse you. We rebuke every word curse that is said upon our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on now. Come over here and I'll give you your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head, and then I will give the head, the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel hallelujah my God who Jesus and anyone assembled there here will know that the Lord rescues his people but not with sword and spear this is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us as Goliath moved closer to attack David quickly ran out to meet him reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone he hurled it with his sling and hit the philistine in the forehead the stone sank it and goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground now i don't even need to say anything else y'all just need to hear god's words at this point <laughs> so david triumphed over the philistine with only a sling and a stone for he had sword then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his neck, his head. When the, when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath. And the gates of Ekron, the bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all along the road from Sharon as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the Israelites army returned and plundered and deserted Philistine camp. David took the Philistines head to, the, to Jerusalem, but he stored the man's armor in his own tent. my god he took the man's armor as Saul watched David go out to fight the Philistine he asked Abner the commander of his army Abner whose son is whose son is this young man I really don't know Abner declared we'll find out who he is the king told him as soon as David returned from killing Goliath, Abner brought him to Saul with the Philistine's head still in his hand. Tell me about your father, young man, Saul said. And David replied, 
his name is Jesse and we live in Bethlehem. Now, let me tell you the glory that's over David because of the glory of the Lord. My God, David was able to defeat a giant that no one else can do. David was talented and gifted with his harp. No one else can do what he do. What are you good at? How are you able to defeat a giant? You never know where that takes you. And yes, it comes with a price. It comes with persecution. Because of the jealousy and the hate of people um, when they see the glory of God on your life. Saul become, became jealous of David. Now it's a short read. We're going to get through it. It's on uh, 1 Samuel 18. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. That is, uh, Jonathan is Saul's son. Now, if you, if you listen to last week's, uh, uh, last Wednesday's, uh, <laughs> word, man, Jonathan is bold. He's young. He's a child. David is bold. He's young. He's a child. Jonathan was the one who went up with faith out the hole and defeated the Philistines as well. So y'all have to go back and listen to that. He met with uh, Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them for, for Jonathan loved David. That is so beautiful. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a soul man a pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. I just feel the love in this. <laughs> Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David together with his tunic, sword, bow, bow, and belt. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. So Saul made him a commander over the men of war and appointed that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home from after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with, with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. listen up Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands this made Saul very angry what's this he said they credit David with ten thousands me with only thousands next they'll be making them their king <laughs> he don't even know he has no clue God already said he was king God already proclaimed what was over David's life so from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul and he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing the harp as he did each day, but Saul had a spear in his hand and he suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall, but David escaped him twice. Saul was then afraid of David, for 
the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. Finally, Saul sent him away and appointed him commander over 1,000 men. And David faithfully led his troops into battle. David continued to succeed in everything he did. For the Lord was with him. <laughs> the Lord was with him at all times. David succeeded at everything because the Lord was with him. When Saul recognized this, he became even more afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he was so successful at leading his troops into battle. And then listen up to this, y'all. David married Saul's daughter. One day Saul said to David, I am ready to give you my older daughter, Mirab, as your wife. But first you must prove yourself to be real warrior by fighting the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, I'll send him out against the Philistines and let him kill him and let them kill him rather than doing it myself. Who am I? And what is my family in Israel that I should be the king's son-in-law? David exclaimed, my father's family is nothing. So when the time came for Saul to give his daughter Merib in marriage to David, he gave her instead to Israel, a man from Mila. In the meantime, Saul's daughter, Michal, had fallen in love with David. And Saul was delighted when he heard about it. Here's another chance to see him killed by the Philistines Saul said to himself but to David he said today you have a second chance to become my son-in-law then Saul told his men to say to David the king really likes you and so do we why don't you accept the king's offer and become his son-in-law when Saul's men said these things to David he replied how can a poor man from a humble 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 family afford the bride price for the daughter of a king god is looking for humble when saul's men reported this back to the king he told them tell david that all i want for the bride price is 100 philistine foreskins vengeance on my enemies and all i really want but what saul had in mind was that david would be killed in the fight David was delighted to accept the offer before the time limits expired. He and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. Then David fulfilled the king's requirement by presenting all their foreskins to him. So Saul gave his daughter Michal to David to be his wife. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and how much his daughter Michal loved him, Saul became even more afraid of him and he remained David's enemy for the rest of his life. Every time the commanders of the Philistines attacked, David was more successful against them than all the rest of Saul's officers. So David's name became very famous. Listen, God is with you just like he was with David. I'm just going to leave this word right here. That was enough to be said. That was enough to be eaten. That was enough to understand that God is with you at all times, no matter the storms, no matter what the enemy do, God is with you. And this is all we're going to share today. Um, yes, make sure you check out revivalontheword.com. Uh, <laughs> youtube subscribe at revive on the word on youtube you can also follow taya carlisle on every platform this is all we're going to cover today i love you all so much be blessed